Thank you, Stephen Debbie. And uh, that was great worship. Um, so grateful to our worship guys. Thank you. Um, brilliant. Yes. Uh, so um, we have been looking for um, some months at Hebrews 13. We, uh, we put together um, a series that we creatively uh, entitled uh, Postcards from Italy. And uh, it's been a lot of fun going through those. Um, we are now up to the last one, so we're going to make this, uh, we're going to land this series this morning, and uh, so this is postcard number 12. So who knew when we started this we were going to create a book of postcards, but nevertheless we have, and uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I just want to say how grateful I am to all the different people that have um, contributed to, to speaking as part of this series. It's been great to have different people part of that, um, sharing their hearts, um, just bringing it to life for us, so uh, that's been excellent. I've been involved with leadership for quite a few years and I've never ever, to my knowledge, used the word benediction in a message. And yet this morning I find myself um, preparing to share a benediction with you. So brace yourselves. Um, this may be a benediction like you've never received before, um, but we absolutely believe that the Holy Spirit wants to impart something to us, each one of us, this morning. And uh, so right where you are, I just want you to prepare your heart because the Holy Spirit wants to come and minister to you. He wants to pour blessing into you. Um, that word benediction really means a declaration of blessings from God. Isn't that good? Um, we want to declare some things over you this morning. And these really, because they're rooted in scripture, we know this is the heart of God. We know this is the heart of the Father to come and minister to us. So, um, you know, there's been, um, there's lots of benedictions in the Bible. There's over a hundred apparently. And um, there's one that's been become, uh, I guess, more well known through last year, thanks to a certain song that um, has done the rounds throughout the world, been recorded lots and lots of times, um, scripture taken from numbers. And as I read this, um, you will struggle not to sing along. Um, but um, number six says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So many of the declarations, uh, of the benedictions that are mentioned in scripture mention peace. And uh, it feels really apt that we just get to rest in him this morning. Um, so uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, the writer of the Hebrews assumes a certain yieldedness on behalf of his listeners to God. So uh, um, it, he assumes that we've given God our biggest yes. Um, uh, he assumes, as it says in Hebrews 12, that we are running with perseverance the race marked out for us. He assumes that we have fixed our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Um, do you know, it's really interesting. Have you, have you, it says in, in that, that, that verse there in, in Hebrews 12, talks about um, fixing our eyes on Jesus. When runners run races, they run toward a finish line. And our Christian, it says here that um, the pioneer and perfecter, you know, Jesus was at the start, he's at the cross, at the resurrection, and he's also at the finish line, and we are running straight toward him. I want to ask you this morning, is that you? Have you given him your biggest yes? And not just many years ago, but today. Have you given him your yes today? 
Have you put your trust in him again today? Are you putting the blinkers on to just block out the distractions and the stuff that wants to distract you? And are you running for the finish line? Are you running straight toward Jesus? Um, that's what we're going for, isn't it? And so um, let's read this, um, this benediction. Let's read these two verses. This is Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Um, so, um, now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every, everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So this is a blessing. This is not a kind of a bless you my child namby pamby lightweight blessing this is a holy spirit coming in power to bring transformation to the very core of who we are um, that's what he wants to do this morning um, so let's unpack this a little bit and bring it to life and uh, then we're going to pray again and uh, just I, I just want to give time for the holy spirit just to move in each one of us i know it's interesting doing this online um, and uh, you know we're not able to lay hands on one another physically perhaps in the way that we would like to but we absolutely know that we're, we're connected by the holy spirit and he's able to minister to you where you are um, through what we share here so, um, okay, may he equip you, first of all. Let's just look at this. Now, many of you will know that I love power tools. Um, I love woodwork tools. I love um, all sorts of tools to get jobs done. And um, when I think about um, uh, being equipped, my mind often goes to a very well-equipped workshop and um, some great power tools that are going to get things done. And um, workbench, all the tools all laid out, you know, what you've got, that's a well-equipped, um, uh, happy Pete um, and uh, so that's often where my mind goes to. For you, and I know there's a few folk who um, probably listen to this, for you, maybe it's not the workshop. For you, maybe it's the kitchen. Maybe you think about a really well-equipped kitchen. Mark Smith is, is shaking his head at me, nodding um, in agreement. Um, for you, perhaps it's having all of the latest gizmos, the stuff that's going to make it easier, the sharpest knives, um, uh, all the, you know, the great big work surfaces so you're not all cramped and uh, you know, all the rest of it. Perhaps that's for you what you're thinking about when you think about um, what it is to be equipped. This word here is not talking about an external sense of adding stuff to us. This word here is actually referring to something internal. It actually is referring to a sense of us being completed, us being prepared, us being mended. Um, it's the word that is used when Jesus is going round and he's, um, uh, he's finding the disciples and asking them to follow him. There's moments where there's some disciples who are sitting on the shore and they are mending the nets. They're cleaning and mending their nets. And this is the same word that's used. There's, the net is, is there, the whole thing is there, but it needs to be brought together together for a new purpose to go again and um, so that's what this word is referring to and um, you know I wonder what this last season has been like for you um, and uh, I wonder if there's been a sense of you being um, uh, maybe 
set aside, maybe furloughed has been a word obviously has been used a lot um, more in the last year than I think I've ever heard it in my life before. But maybe that's had an impact on you. Maybe there's been a sense where you just feel, you know what, I don't quite feel altogether um, in the way that I once did. And um, so uh, this word is for you. This is to minister to you, to equip you in a fresh way. And maybe there is a sense of mending. You know, it's absolutely okay to say that things aren't okay. It's absolutely okay to do that in God's presence and allow him just to come and minister his equipping to you. It's not that you're incomplete in that sense. It's, it's that he wants to bring you back together. Um, This is the blessing that we're wanting to speak over one another today. Um, It's interesting, this passage starts off with, now may the God of peace, Um, uh, the Greek word peace, it doesn't so much mean rest and quietness, although it does. Do you know, actually, it mostly means oneness. (coughs) It actually means wholeness. It actually means um, being tied together as a whole. And... um, uh, it's um, our God of peace is one of oneness of making things whole where all the essential parts are joined together we don't so much need the tools and the gadgets and the gizmos we just need to be made whole again um, we just need our essential parts coming together and um, and this is what God loves to do you know he loves to do this for you as an individual he loves to do this in the church He loves to do this in families. He loves to do this in communities and in creation. It's what he does. And, um, you know, for some of us, we might be sitting there thinking, oneness, completeness, togetherness, really, in our society? Fat chance. That might be what you're thinking. And um, if you've seen the news, you know, pretty much any week, but including this week, you'd think, really? Oneness, um, in, in, it may be even more close to home, you know, in, in your family, um, maybe in more well-known families. <laughs> um, God is about bringing oneness back. Um, he's about equipping us. Um, and he does that through ministering his peace. And it's almost as if the writer of the Hebrews um, is preempting us in our in that maybe that kind of dismissive kind of response and he wants to remind us just how capable this god of ours actually is and uh, so he says this he says in verse 20 who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our lord jesus the great shepherd of the sheep you see this god of peace has resurrection power he brings life And uh, not only that, he's made an eternal covenant with you and with me to bring life to you and to me, to achieve his goal of resurrection, of life in him, of reconciliation. And this covenant, you know, this covenant was made sparing absolutely nothing. This was made in his blood. God isn't messing around in his desire to come and equip you today that is what he's longing to do to make you whole on the inside so uh, that's the first that's good isn't it in the room is that good it's good yeah great 
Um, so what about this then? And may he work in us what is pleasing to him. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a motorbike accident, and uh, it wasn't a horrendous one. Um, but I was—I uh, wasn't seriously hurt, but I was hurt a bit. I was—I found myself a bit knocked out of shape, um, to say the least, I guess. And um, I therefore found myself in need of some physiotherapy. Um, I hadn't ever had physio before, and uh, it turns out that it wasn't just going to be a light massage. Um, there was actually work to be done in my body to bring me back to being in shape, to free me up where I'd got locked up, to bring back freedom of movement. Um, this physio guy, he, he, um, he uh, cracked my spine. I don't know how he did it, but he has this technique. And um, if you, I mean, there's probably people watching this that know way more about this than me, but you, you could actually hear my spine. <laughs> being repositioned as he worked his way along the length of it right up into the top of my 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 skull in, in the bottom of my skull and um it was a bit of an ordeal in one sense but you know what is amazing once this work was done I walked out of the room and I was it was like I was walking on air it was like I was taller I was straighter I had freedom of movement that which had locked me up from the accident was released and I was able to move and live again and that is what God wants to do when he says he wants to work in us that is what he wants to do. I wonder if there's been times where for you in the previous season you have felt some sense of just being knocked out of shape where it's just felt like you know what I'm, I'm just not able to function in the way that I was. This is brilliant news for you this morning. These verses, they want to come and speak straight into the heart. This is releasing what God wants to do in you um, this morning. So much of the other verses that we've been through in Hebrews have been about what we do. They've been about giving us instruction and guidance in terms of, hey, um, we'd love to see more of this and more of that and more of the other. This morning, this is about what he wants to come and do in ministering to you. Um, Maybe for you, actually, this is slightly different in terms of the work involved. Um, uh, I, as you might have um, guessed, I do like an analogy. <laughs> and, uh, so I've got another one that I just thought I'd use. This has been, um, the series has been postcards from Italy. And uh, so I thought we would just bring it back to some uh, Italian food. And um, who remembers restaurants? Anyone? <laughs> and uh, who remembers um, uh, fresh pizza? Not one that you get out of the freezer. Um, we've had a lot of those in this last year. No, I'm talking about, I remember we as a family had um, the opportunity to go to Italy um, a few years ago and have fresh pizza. And um, there are these really cool chefs who, have you seen what they do with the pizza dough? where they get the pizza dough and they, they get it out of the fridge and they work it. And they are really physical, stretching this pizza dough out. And they throw the thing in the air. Have you seen that? 
Um, I would love to have a go. I'm sure it would end in disaster. They, they look great doing it. They make it look really easy. Um, but you know, that pizza dough, it starts off, it's been in the fridge, it starts off a little bit cold, a little bit hard, not the right shape to be able to contain all those delicious, lovely toppings that you love to have on your pizza. And that chef comes along and he takes that pizza dough and he stretches it in one direction and he stretches it in another and he stretches it. And why does he do it? He does it because he wants to give that dough strength. He wants to give that dough stretchiness so that it can um, actually hold the, um, the, the gas that's released as the thing is cooked to make it light and fluffy and delicious for you and strong enough to actually hold the toppings that you've got on your pizza. This is what God wants to do for some of us this morning, where we have got a little bit cold, where we've got a little bit hard. He wants to come and get us out, get us into the light and stretch us out. He wants to fling us around a little bit. I know this sounds funny. Um, It is physical. The Holy Spirit loves to come and physically manifest himself with us and wake us up and bring us to an, an alertness of who we are in him. That is what it is for him to work in us. You know, the interesting thing in this is that each of these ones, it says, may he do this. And I want to ask you this morning, may he do this in you? Because you have a choice. When I went to see the physio guy, I had a choice whether to get on the table or not. I had to make that choice. And you this morning, you might be sitting on your sofa drinking your coffee, and that's great. But I want you just right now to put it down and make a choice. And say, Holy Spirit, I want to engage with you in a brand new way today. I want to receive you afresh. I want you to equip me again. I want you to work in me again. Because he's got brilliant, brilliant things to impart to you. Everything good, this verse says. Everything good. So we're going to pray now before we go back into worship. Um, Let me just read that declaration, that benediction, these verses for you again. And I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to flood you. And I believe that he wants to move in power in your life as I do. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory forever and ever. You know, this morning, um, I just, as I was thinking about this, um, the, the, when we go out for a meal, when we, we, we see that pizza made, um, we, we might comment on the food being delicious, but that finishes by saying, um, uh, glory going to God. The reality is that with the chef, He's the one that the compliments go to. (laughs) We get to give him the compliments for the works that he does in our lives. That's why we love to worship. We love to bring him glory. And um, so Holy Spirit, I just want to pray right now for every single person who's watching this. I pray that they would receive something fresh this morning in terms of your equipping of them. Holy Spirit, where there is need for healing and mending this morning, just pray that you would impart that, that you would come and minister that. I thank you that you are the great physician, that you're able to come and do surgery in us when we need it.
And Lord, I want to pray for that sense of you working in us. Whether like me, there was that moment of just feeling a bit knocked out of shape. Like the wind had been taken out of my sails and I just needed to be um, put back together again. Just needed to be reminded of what my spine could do, what my body could do, how I could move. There had to be a realignment for me. Just pray where there's need for realignment for us this morning. Come back to maybe the truth. Just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister in that way for us. Or maybe for some of us it's just been, you know what, life's just been a little bit dormant recently. I've just been a little bit shut in. I've just been... This lockdown has just locked me down a bit. I just want to pray a release this morning that you would, like the chef, you'd take the dough out of the cool, dark place and bring it into the light, bring it into the warmth, and that you would work in us, you'd minister to us, that you'd stretch us out again, that we would feel that sense of you equipping us, empowering us, strengthening us for the next season. And Lord, I want to pray for every single person that they would feel empowered to say yes to you again. That faith would come to them to say, Holy Spirit, you may work in me. Please work in me. Please remind me. Please remind me of my identity in you. Please remind me who I am. I thank you, Lord, that you have perfected us in you. We're not talking about performance. We're not interested in that sort of perfection. We're interested in the fact that you've done a complete work in us to make us whole. And so, Lord, I just pray you'd continue to speak to each one of us now as we worship you. Thank you you're not done with us. Thank you that you're going to carry on through these songs and, and through the rest of the day and on through the week. Thank you, Lord. Amen.